0: Hi, I'm Brian.
1: And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies,
0: a podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it.
1: Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies.
0: Well, hello, and welcome to episode 151 of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here, as always, with Michaela. Um, and Michaela, if you go back to um, like our childhoods, um, at least for me, it seems like I always remember there being this movie. In my life, Uh, which is weird because the movie itself came out in 1971, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, you know, based off of that real doll book. But I I feel like that movie has always been a a part of like the collective conscious of people. It was on TV a lot, grew up with it. Uh, What about you? Did you grow up with uh, with Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka?
1: I did. I I sure did. And I actually remember sitting down, I was in kindergarten, so I was five years old. So this was 1986. And I remember sitting down in what was the cafeteria of Highland Elementary in Billings, Montana. And I remember them rolling out that big TV, you know, that was on like a cart. It's like a tea trolley right? Except Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was a, it held a TV. It was a TV trolley and they turned on this movie. And I remember the opening sequence of watching all of the chocolate and the candy being made Mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. the ribbon of chocolate, which now every time we make eggnog, I think about the ribbon of eggnog chocolate, (laughs) right? Um, That opening scene, I will never forget, I was five years old and I was like, this is the most amazing opening to a movie I've ever seen. Because it was just like chocolate buttons and chocolate ribbons and chocolate fudge and like chocolate covered wafers. And it was how they made all this stuff and with the music in the background. And ever since then, I have loved Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So, yes, uh, it was a big part of my childhood. I love all the things Um, learning about like all the, the kind of the stories of each of the kids that get the golden ticket and how much one, you know, how wonderful it would be to get a golden ticket and all of that. So in short, the answer is yes, I did not enjoy I did not enjoy the remake uh, nearly as much as the original. I don't know what your take is on that.
0: Mm, yeah, well, that's going to be a uh, topic for another day uh, for sure there on that one, uh, because today we're not talking about uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, that Tim Burton uh, film. Today we are talking about Wonka, the newly released Timothy Chalamet, uh, kind of origin story uh, for uh, Mr. Willy Wonka there. We uh, went out and saw it last night. Uh, I think we both uh, enjoyed it and uh, pretty excited to talk about it and pretty excited to have the cocktail that we uh, got going for it this week it is a chocolatey treat for sure that would make I think it would make Willy Wonka proud uh Willy and Noodle they would uh they'd be big fans of this one so why don't we do this Michaela let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to whip up this week's cocktail
1: So, Brian, I feel like uh you know, people call us the mixologists. I don't really think that that's a, a good term. It seems really mm-hmm. fancy for what we do. We we just like to drink and we um but I but maybe we're kind of like a mix between a mixologist and a confectioner, right? Because confectioners yes. create candy. They create these amazing experiences that last forever, right like if you think about your favorite chocolate or your favorite chocolate bar or your favorite um, it's Christmas time here so your favorite Christmas candy um mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. things are gifts that keep on giving. They're more than just the morsel in your mouth they're they're kind of this create this whole like nostalgic experience right every time you have them and and I feel like we we, we got this one right on the money when it when we talk about nostalgia and being more than just the sipful of of liqueur right
0: that's yeah absolutely it's uh it kind of embodied all of the things and uh one of the things that was really neat about the the film itself last night you know obviously we kind of picked this cocktail you know blind going in we hadn't seen uh Wonka yet at that time but you know we knew some things about Willy Wonka and knew that uh it liked kind of all of these uh different elaborate flavors uh but still kind of at the heart of it was this delicious delicious chocolate goodness. Um, And that is what we found in this week's cocktail. So it comes from a website called thebaldhiker.com, which sounds pretty fun uh, to go and check that out. There's some good uh, recipes and kind of this blog uh, kind of thing. So definitely go check that one out. And the cocktail itself is called the Chocolate Waterfall, uh, which is perfect because, uh, you know, in the in the original movie there, the Gene Wilder, there is literally like a chocolate waterfall uh, kind of there. It's creating that river of chocolate that's going through there. Uh, We get some shades of that here in uh, this film as well as Well, it's kind of a big chocolate fountain at the end. So I think a chocolate waterfall is a fitting cocktail to make. And you're going to need some pretty fancy ingredients to put this together. Uh, No giraffe milk, uh, but you are going to need some heavy whipping cream. So, Michaela, how do we put this together?
1: All right. You're going to take an ounce of your favorite chocolate liqueur. Um, This recipe, I think, called for Godiva. They don't make that anymore. Uh, But I found something (laughs) that I enjoy even better. Um, Mm. It is...
0: Yeah, oh it's, uh, it's Mozart's uh, chocolate Mozart, liqueur. So, I was... so, one, so one ounce of your favorite chocolate liqueur and your favorite chocolate liqueur should be Mozart <laughs> chocolate liqueur. Yes,
1: that, that's right. Because it is, oh my gosh, it's so good. It's thick, it's creamy, it's rich. So you're going to take an ounce of that. You're going to take three quarters of an ounce of hearing cherry liqueur. Um, it's really easy to find in any liquor store. You should be able to find it. Um, half an ounce of your favorite coffee liqueur. So... Um, I have a couple of different ones that I've been using that are local to North Carolina, but you know, Kahlua works too, if you really need it to, um, Mm -hmm. and then two ounces of heavy whipping cream. This, uh, is not a low calorie drink just so we're clear, but (laughs) it's, it's chocolate. It's a chocolate waterfall. So you're going to put all of these into a, um, a shaker tin with some ice. You're going to shake it, strain it, put it in a coupe glass or a martini glass, um, You can do this up a couple of different ways if you want to like decorate the chocolate, uh, the glass with some chocolate drizzle, you can do that. I did not because I just wanted to get it in my stomach because it (laughs) smelled amazing. So um, I shook it, I strained it, I put it in the glass and then I drink it. It's so good. I have to say it's real good.
0: It is very good. It tastes very much like a uh, chocolate milkshake that is uh, melted uh, there in your glass. Uh, It's very delicious. It's very rich, the heavy whipping cream. Um, If you wanted to lighten it up a bit, I don't think there would be any issue with doing uh, like a half and half or probably even like a whole milk. That would still be good. It would change the the body of the cocktail a little bit. But if you wanted something a little bit thinner, not quite so uh, luscious, you can go that way. Uh, The cherry liqueur, um, I have to admit, is not not my favorite combination, like chocolate covered cherries. That's not really my jam too much, but there's just a little bit of a hint of it in here. You don't get a lot of that cherry note. So I was okay with that. And definitely uh, the coffee is an excellent addition. Um, yes. Yeah, so use whatever uh, kind of coffee liqueur you want or just go, uh, just go with some uh, Mozart chocolate liqueur and some heavy cream. Just, just make yourself up uh chocolate milk and go to town that way. But yeah, this was really good. And I felt like it, really kind of captured the essence of what uh, what the film was trying to convey last night. Right. Is that, uh, you know, chocolate is, is this luxury thing, but it also should be, um, you know, accessible and available uh, to everyone and making up a cocktail like this. That's easy and delicious. I think really kind of hits the nail on the head uh, for uh, Wonka that we're covering this week.
1: Absolutely. I think the only thing that I would do differently um, is add Um, if you really wanted to wonka this up just a, a little bit more, I would add a couple of drops of purple, um food coloring in it to give it a purple hue. Um, Mm, mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. harder to do, I think with the cream based liqueur kind of cocktails to make it. So a luster dust probably wouldn't work as well as we'd like it to. Um, but if you want it to be a nice purple, you just add, I don't know, two or three drops and that'll definitely turn it into a purple concoction, which you kind of need with a Wonka thing. But, um, we were, we were definitely, uh, function over, Uh, form in this in this case because we just wanted to get the chocolate and and I think this really does hit on all the notes of something that's more than just like a regular chocolate like martini this 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 is really I love the layers of the flavors it's a little on the sweet side because of the cherry so if that's going to bother you you can Either omit the cherry completely and just add more chocolate liqueur like Brian wants to do, or you can cut it in half and do like a quarter of an ounce, and it'll keep that sweetness, but it won't be so overbearing.
0: Exactly. So uh, mix one of these up, let us know what you think about it, and protect it in case any uh, little orange men uh, with green hair come to steal it in the night. So uh, let's do this, Michaela. Let's go ahead and mix up another one or two of these and take a quick break, and then we'll be right back to chat about this week's film, Wonka. And gentlemen greetings to you all my name is willie wonka you see i'm something of a magician prepare to be amazed
1: spoiler warning for wonka if you've not yet seen the film that just came out a week ago called wonka directed by paul king you should pause you should go watch that film you should make yourself up a chocolate waterfall um and then you should come back and you can hear us chat all about it
0: that's right absolutely so you might not have had a chance to see that yet and we are going to talk about the movie and uh, get into some spoilers for it but we're probably not going to go uh, super in depth on this we just saw this ourselves uh, last night so uh, yeah just released here in 2023 it was directed by Paul King uh, who you might know most notably has directed the uh, some of the most beloved films of them all the Paddington and Paddington 2 uh, films and this one stars Timothy Chalamet as a young Willy Wonka Kala uh, Lame plays Noodle uh, who's a street orphan that's going to help willie uh get his start and then there's like a bunch of other uh people that we're going to talk about here as we kind of get through uh the story beats a little bit um now michaela at the top we talked a little bit about you know uh, Willy wonka and the chocolate factory you know uh based off of this book but this is more of an origin story and we get started off with uh, Willy wonka uh coming off of some sort of like like steamer ship i think he's like the cook on the ship uh singing a song uh so uh hold on folks this is going to be a musical uh and Willy Wonka is out to uh make his fortune and I really love this first song right because he gets like his pay for working on the ship and he starts with like 12 of the uh I don't know what what I forget what they're they called sovereigns he gets like 12 sovereigns and then all these people are are coming and like uh you know getting his uh sovereigns throughout the day so by the end of like I don't know the first day on shore he's out of sovereigns but but what do you think about this uh opening section here being introduced to our young Willy Wonka?
1: Well, first I uh have to say I didn't realize this would be a musical. I don't know why I didn't realize it would be a musical. Um uh I'm so glad that it is. Uh Timothy Chalamet's voice is actually amazing. Uh he sounds mm, great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. the music is fantastic.
0: Yeah, so uh apparently Paul King had seen uh, Timothy Chalamet's like a uh, high school like musical so he knew that he could sing and dance and that was how he originally like came up with the idea of uh, casting him apparently it was uh, down to like him and um uh, the, the Spider-Man guy T- uh, Tom Holland uh, but yeah Timothy Chalamet was uh, was first in line and it all came from this uh, high school musical uh, movie maybe we should send out our own high school musical <laughs> movies there maybe we, there we be. go we be <laughs> somebody insulting. I don't know
1: you would be amazing Brian because you actually can sing I'm just super loud they'd be like alright in the background we need somebody screaming that would work but I-, I was really impressed with the art direction and this first kind of sweeping uh, few minutes where you know Wonk is Willy Wonka is getting off the ship and like you said he's um learning about this new town. We don't really know um where this is. It's definitely in Europe somewhere. Uh you think it might be France, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, they, they, I, they call them I, sovereigns I, and there's a ch- chocolatier kind of gallery gourmet which sounds very French.
0: Yeah, I was trying to look it up to see. I I feel like they had said something that it was in Paris. But I'm not 100 percent sure because because the story and I I guess like even uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory were meant to be sent in England, uh, but they were filmed in Munich. So that that first film looks very, very German. Yes, I I think I think this was was meant to be France, but I'm not really, really sure. And we can. Yeah, um, we'll get into some of my thoughts on uh, a little bit of the disconnect uh, a little bit later here.
1: Yeah, but I, I love this opening scene um, because he's so excited and he's he's living out his dream, right? And we find out more about, you know, who Willy Wonka was and his f- mom and him, it was just them two. They didn't have a lot of money growing up. And she inspired, she would save money all year long to make him one chocolate bar uh, for his birthday. And she would always talk about a secret that she put into her chocolates and um, how amazing it was. And so he has like the last bar that he gave her uh, or that she gave him and he has it with him all the time. And um, she had promised him that uh, no matter what would happen, she would be there when he became a you know world famous chocolatier and has his had his own shop at this gallery gourmet which is this famous place and it, it's really beautiful the art direction is gorgeous um the this gallery area it looks like this magical kind of corn the, these corners these four corners where you have these um this one room for rent at one corner and then the other three corners are all the other chocolatiers <laughs> um which we learn about um what are their names? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's it's right. Like uh, it's like Snell Grove. It's like this uh, it's like this mall and all the the chocolatiers are like on these uh, three of the four corners. And yeah, Willie is there uh, showboating and we get introduced to the other uh, other candy makers there. The uh, The most notable one, of course, is Arthur Slugworth. We know that. Slugworth, name, that's it. Uh, who's played by Patterson Joseph, probably my favorite of the three. And then we've also got to Gerald Prodno's played by Matt Lucas. And Matthew Bayton is playing Felix Ficklegruber. Uh, 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 so, yeah, so you have these three kind of uh, competing uh, chocolatiers uh, here on this corner. But uh, as we as it turns out, as we're going to learn throughout the film, they're not really competing as much as they are monopolizing on the candy cravings of this town.
1: Right. Uh, I love the first a- example we get of Willy Wonka's confectionery where he has these hover chocks. Um, they look like these little I don't know. They look like nuts. Um, but they open, uh, and then you're kind of scared because you think that maybe you're going to be eating like a butterfly of some kind, uh, but they fly and you grab them and they make people fly. And, uh, it's actually really beautiful. I I love this scene and Wonka makes some money, but then of course the chief of police gets there and the chief of police is working in cahoots with these three other kind of, um, the chocolate mafia, as I'm going to call them. And right. he confiscates his earnings and he says, oh, you can't, you can't sell chocolate at this corner. You're going to screw this whole thing up. And we find out that the chief of police uh, loves chocolate more than anything. And so the, yes. this trifecta of mafia chocolatiers are like, "Now, dude, we're going to give you, I don't know, 150 chocolates a day to do whatever <laughs> it is we want. And so I, I love the chief of police. He is played by the amazing Keegan Michael K. Um mm-hmm. He is awesome and every time we see him he is fatter and fatter and fatter like by the end of the film he can't get out of a vehicle it's uh, sad and amazing at the same time like <laughs> he's normal sized good. at the beginning and then at the end he looks like like he's a Clark bar it's crazy. Um,
0: yeah for sure i, I really like uh kind of yeah that that section where we learn how this uh like this uh, like mafia of uh chocolates working and yeah you get the chief of police there and he goes into like the church and downstairs and they're offering to pay him off in chocolates and they bring out like like 10 boxes of chocolates and he's like oh, i can't do it and they bring out like 100 boxes of chocolates and then they end up giving him like like 1500 or like 1500 boxes of chocolates or something uh that's pretty great uh but yeah poor willie is left uh without uh any of his uh money from the day so he has to go he's gonna try to sleep on a on a bench there and we're introduced to kind of the next uh, couple of characters here we've got tom davis playing bleacher uh who's going to come and uh, i guess uh Get Willie to go to this boarding house where they can uh, basically get you to sign your life and rights away. Uh, there, uh, Tom Davis's Bleacher is excellent. Uh, I love him, kind of this ruffian character. And uh, then who doesn't love uh, Mrs. Scrubbit there? Who's the one running the inn? She brings you a nice uh, cold glass of gin uh, to help uh, help you uh, warm you up on this cold night. Unfortunately, that gin is going to cost you a lot. And uh, Mrs. Scrubbit is played by none other than Olivia Coleman.
1: Yeah, oh, she's a gem. I mean, I I do have to say, I think the acting chops in this film are amazing. It it's just all of these people came together um, to create this really beautiful tapestry of talent, and I love I loved watching it. I thought uh, it was obvious Olivia Coma was having such a great time as Mrs. Scrupett. Um She's horribly evil right and she gets yes. Willy Wonka to sign this uh and it tips him off actually uh spoiler warning for later uh she's like hey there's this contract it's super easy it's a sovereign a night no big deal and he starts to sign and uh we're introduced to noodle and noodles this little girl who's kind of a slave not even kind of she's totally like a slave uh that works for the scrubbit uh lady mm, and mm-hmm. she's like, read the fine print, which is interesting because that is totally a mechanism that Willy Wonka uses later, uh, when he meets Charlie and the other folks, uh, when we talk about Charlie and the chocolate factory. Um and so he d- does not listen to Noodle and he signs his life away.
0: Read the small
1: print. Oh
0: what'd you say? Who's that in? The girl. What oh, girl? That girl. It sounded like read the small print and there does seem to be a lot of it. oh.
1: Come to find out, when he is the next day, he's not able to pay for his sovereign. They're like, ah, nope, that's not gonna <laughs> it's like work. Ten
0: thousand um, dollars for his one night. Like, he gets charged yeah. for using the stairs to his room.
1: Right, it's it's crazy. And so now they're like, oh yeah, you, you got to be down in the laundry with the rest of you. This team of people who've fallen, uh, it, you know, to the same. They've done the same thing, and it's this total racket, but they are down in the dungeons doing laundry for like 27 years or something crazy. It's a lot.
0: Yeah, for sure. It is a lot. And yeah, uh, Willie is not able to read the fine print. I really like um kind of the the design of a lot of this stuff uh the chocolate design which we'll talk about here um as well but i like uh kind of this contract is amazing because he just keeps pulling it out to, of this book and then there's like this little string uh that miss Scrubbit is like pulling it back closed that's amazing um and yeah poor willie is on the hook now for like ten thousand of uh these little little coins i keep forgetting what they're called um so he's gonna have Sovans. to go and And he's going to have to go and work in the laundry room, right? And we meet a couple of more people that are there. We've got uh, Abacus Crunch, uh, Piper Benz, uh, Larry Chucklesworth, who is this uh, terrible uh, comedian, and uh, Lottie Bell, I think, are the other... uh, four members here uh down working in this laundry room and they've all fell victim to the same scam right they stayed in this boarding house for for a night and ended up going into deep debt so uh willie's there he doesn't see any sort of light uh out of this out of this place but uh he's going to do his best and luckily noodle is along for the ride she is here to help um i love kind of this first night and they're talking about you know what willie wants to do he's talking about um how he wants to make chocolate and bring chocolate to the world, and he opens up like this little like mini uh, chocolate factory, uh, which is amazing. It's an amazing movie prop. It's so cool. Um, it's like this little like briefcase that he opens up and it uh, yeah. folds out into this big um, like uh, chocolate, uh, like I said, like chocolate factory. Uh, but then it does this really neat kind of flash you know, flashback uh, sort of scene where he goes back to he's talking about his mother and it's like this flip book uh, kind of thing. And it's showing her uh, making chocolate for him originally how he fell in love with chocolate. And I thought that this section was really beautiful. And like I said, the the prop design of that case was incredible. I loved it.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. I think. This film did a really it was it was gonna be a tough ask, I think, for it to capture the magic of the first one. Um, we can talk about whether or not, you know, Tim Burton did the same, right? Um, we definitely felt like the pressure was on. And I think in that sense, with the attention to detail with all the bits of Uh, either the chocolate or the art direction, it really helped create this magical world. Um, I love some of the inspired kind of concoctions that they are creating. I mean, uh, Willy Wonka has like lightning in a bottle. He's got this, he's got these cacao nibs that he'd gotten from Africa. He'd gotten these, um, this like bottle that's also got like lightning and, um and thunder. It's super cool. And the way that they visually show those things, and he just adds a drop to these things. And his little suitcase creates these concoctions. Noodles never had chocolate before. So when she tastes it, she's like, why did you do this to me? Now you've ruined my life because I, I'll i never have chocolate every day again. It's really, uh, really special. And what I really love all, as well is kind of the way the the plot kind of finishes out um, where the everybody kind of comes together to help Willy Wonka get uh, that room and w- go ahead and rent that space um, and have this opening day where he's got all of these different kinds of chocolates. And, um, you know, one of the people that we meet along the way is uh, Lofty, which is Hugh Grant. And he is an Oompa Loompa that becomes Wonka's ally at the beginning. He's this little thief. And we don't like him at first. He is. We we're yeah, like, Why a... are you stealing his chocolates? <laughs>
0: <laughs> they call me Lofty. He is, he's the little thief. Yeah, I like uh uh Wonka just uh you know pulls out this empty jar and he's like, Oh, they were stolen again uh by the little orange man with green hair and then of course Noodle's like, uh wh- what what are you talking about? You fell asleep and uh you ate all of those <laughs> And Willie is just like, yeah, that does make more sense, doesn't it? Uh, I really liked uh, that kind of sentiment. But yeah, we are introduced to uh, Lofty, the uh, Oompa Loompa there. And we get a little bit of a, a history on the Oompa Loompas, right? They have a, a little island there called Loompa Land. And Lofty was apparently in charge of guarding the tree where the uh, cocoa pods were. But I uh, fell asleep on the job and Willie was able to go in and steal three, no four of those pods. And, uh, you know, Lofty was then on a mission. If you uh, steal from an oompa loompa you have to pay them back 1000 fold so that's a lot of chocolate uh <laughs> willie is in debt uh to this little guy and yeah he seems like a an adversary at the beginning uh but you know it's going to come full circle obviously we know the oompa loompas are going to be a big part of uh Willy wonka's story going going forward but i thought that uh uh hugh grant was excellent uh as the oompa loompa i thought that he was really fun yep. i liked his his kind of his you know drier uh you know comedic uh Elements and, and timing, you know, he's, he's still very Hugh Grant uh, like Hugh Grant is always very Hugh Grant like, but I thought that it fit uh, kind of the persona of this uh, Oompa Loompa uh, pretty well. Uh, now, I guess. Willy Wonka, you know, he's, he's getting out, uh, he's he's doing his best to sell some chocolate, the chief of police is still, you know, hounding him, causing him trouble, but he's going to uh, rig up uh, Willy Wonka-esque device there in the laundry shop to help uh help turn the tide a little bit, right, he's gonna get the dog, uh, the dog's gonna chase down uh, on some uh, conveyor belt, it's gonna do all the clothes washing for him, and that's going to let the rest of the people that are in indebted uh, here at this, uh, you know, halfway house uh, kind of thing uh, to uh, go out and help Willy Wonka on his mission, right? And they all have kind of these special skills. We have like an accountant, we have, uh, you know, the the comedian guy, we have uh, telephone operators. So all these people can help Willy Wonka uh, do the things he needs to do to start selling his chocolate and get his shop opened.
1: That's right. And what a shop it is when it does uh, get open. I, I love the hijinks here, right? I love the tapestry with which they create kind of this, the the machine that does the laundry for them. I love how they all kind of, come together and do their pieces to put together this uh amazing shop this shop looks great there's a giant chocolate tree in the middle that y- he can sit on um i love that everywhere we turn there is somebody eating buttercups uh just like in the original willy wonka um they mm-hmm. look way mm-hmm. uh, way more delicious than the wax one that uh gene wilder probably and that probably didn't taste as good. These look delicious, but they're everywhere. There are all these different, really cool, just kind of vignettes of uh, chocolatey goodness in this uh, dream chocolate store that Wonka has put together. And uh, right. everybody's having a great time. There's mu- The musical score is amazing. I love, love this part. Um, and it's really tough watching it kind of come to a halt because what has happened is Mrs. Scrubbit has infused his chocolates with Yeti sweat, and unfortunately, That's that scary. is not <laughs> great. Um,
0: I mean, it's, it sounds bad on its own.
1: Yeti sweat, the most powerful hair potion in the world.
0: But yeah, it's not great because it, it, it makes you grow hair real fast, and it, the hair is all weird uh, colored hair. You look like you look like colored. a troll. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, that's 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 the bad news. Uh Veruca salt. I had it light. If you're gonna uh, grow all this hair for sure. Um, yeah, the the set design here of this kind of first shop for uh, Willy Wonka is amazing. I love it. it even has like the little chocolate river. It's got like a rainbow bridge kind of thing uh, going over top of it. There, it looks really uh really great. But yeah, it's it's not all great because all of the uh the customers all get sick and uh that's not good if you're in the uh if you're in the food industry. Uh poisoning all of your customers is not a good look, I do have to say. Uh but there is a plan though now, right? Our our accountant friend, uh uh What's his name? Abacus Crunch, played by uh, Jim Carter, who I most notably know from uh, Downton Abbey. Uh, that's that's where I uh, always think of him uh, coming for him. He's really good in this film, but he knows because he'd done some accounting for Slugworth and co uh, that there's this uh, there's, you know, like the the quote unquote official ledger. And then there's the uh, really official ledger. So uh, maybe if we can find this official ledger, we can figure out uh, what's been going on, get to the bottom of this and uh, clear Willy Wonka's name and uh, get things sorted. So you're going to have to uh, infiltrate you know, the kind of the headquarters Um, and he lays it out for him. Right. It's like he's like, listen, you have to you go into this church. Um, and then there is this priest Um. at the church. The priest is amazing. It's played by Roan Atkinson playing Father Julius here. You go in to the confession booth, you slide him a chocolate and he's going to send you down this elevator where there's like a, an armed guard that has never seen like the daylights or something. And then there's like 300 chocolate loving monks that you have to walk by. And then you can get into <laughs> the offices. Um. It's incredible. It's amazing. The set design of it is so much fun and awesome, yeah. uh, but they're going to get in there, but you have to, you have to get a distraction. Michaela. And what better distraction is there than a giraffe?
1: That's right. And, and we mentioned it before. Um, one of the secrets to Willy Wonka's uh, confectionery uh, at the beginning of this is he, he really likes giraffe milk. Uh, he says it adds, I don't know, a nutty creaminess or something <laughs> is what he says, right, to the chocolate. Um, yep. I'm, I'm going to take your word there uh, for it there, Willy, because um, that sounds weird to me. But anyway, we meet Abigail, uh, who is the giraffe and yes. uh really sweet really like she doesn't talk uh but her facial expressions are great i think the cgi is amazing
0: so when we when we first meet abigail i just wanted to mention this because uh they kind of go to get this milk from the giraffe earlier in the film um and they're walking like into this zoo and it's absolutely stunning uh the way the zoo looks i don't know if it was an actual zoo um somewhere in england that they were walking through if this was all done on a soundstage or uh composited but it looks really really great and there's a really neat sediment that's get said uh because we there's a couple times where these flamingos keep popping back up in the film because they're all standing there. And Noodle says, Why don't they just fly away? And uh, Willie says, Maybe they don't know that they can, uh, which I think is a really beautiful sentiment. Uh, it's really, really great. The zoo looks amazing. And then Abigail, the giraffe, um, I think when they first meet her, I think it is an actual giraffe. And then I think it kind of goes back and forth between the actual giraffe and a CG uh, giraffe. Looks great. Looks really good.
1: Yeah. No, it totally does. And uh she's <laughs> she's so happy to help. And they're they tell her what to do. Like they're like, hey, watch your head, because they've got this giant um this giant truck with that, that's like really tall. And they're like, watch your head, Abigail. And she puts her head down so she doesn't hit the bridge and things like that. And um but they get they get her down there, and uh, somebody calls for help, and they're like, "Hey, there's a giraffe!" Uh, and the priest, at first, uh, he also has to deliver a, an homily or or a sermon around a funeral. Somebody really important has died up 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 on the on the regular floor of this church, and so he's like, "Guys, I I have to speak to this person, and this wife is there and." You know, all the procession is going to be happening and he's he's kind of in this spot, but it adds uh, it adds the dynamic uh, for them to go and look for this book. And they almost don't find it, but it was hidden in a wall. Someone throws a shoe in uh, frustration and it ends up opening up this trap door. and, And there it is in for all the world to see all of the things that Slugworth and his cronies have
0: done. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, it's all bad news uh, for slugworth and cronies. Uh, they do have one more trick up their sleeves, right? They uh, they kind of pull their resources. I guess it turns out they've been they've been hoarding all of the really good chocolate and sending out subpar chocolates into the world. So they uh, are going to trap poor Willie and uh Noodle there uh, in the room and try to drown them in chocolate. But luckily, our uh, Oompa Loompa friend our orange uh, green-haired friend is going to come back and and save them because he realizes he can take all this chocolate debt has been paid in full so that's uh that's pretty good uh there uh we also learn there's a little bit of a side story there with the noodle uh we get to find out uh, that her uh, actual mother had given her up to to her i guess uncle right uh slugworth there is how mm-hmm. uh, is how she got that that was kind of a, a side story it didn't uh really Pertains to the story of Willy Wonka Uh, too, too much. I didn't think, Uh, but that's, that's kind of fun. She gets reunited with her mother there at the end. And then uh, basically all's well, that ends well, right. All the debts have been paid and uh, everything, everything is uh, good to go for, uh, for Willy Wonka to get his uh, chocolate factory set up now that he has the, uh, the tools and the, the friendships and the, uh, the, the money uh, required to do so.
1: The money required. And he doesn't need, you know, I think I think one of the things that was really great is Willy Wonka was his heart was set on that spot uh, in the kind of that chocolatier corner area. And at the end of the day, um, uh, Lofty helps him find this abandoned castle, which is so much better, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, so much cooler. Well, a lot more space. Um, And it talks about uh, there's this sign at the rental space that's the really small that says, you know, Daydreaming is uh, is forbidden here, and the rent for rent sign or for uh, the abandoned castle sign says "daydream all you want" or something like that. And I really <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um. You know, Willy Wonka realizes that it's it's really it doesn't he doesn't have to um live the dream that he had thought of as a kid. This is a bigger dream. It's a it's okay that it's changed. Um. I really love the idea that he wanted to do this uh, to have a moment with his mom. He really she had told him that she would be there when he finally made it as a chocolatier. And um he, he never understood or he never she had never told him the secret of her chocolate. And I really love at the end he opens her chocolate bar, the last one that she ever made and and the secret is uh not that what's in the chocolate but who you share it with, which I think is really lovely. Um and it's on and a so golden he, ticket. And it's on a golden ticket, which probably is telling. Um I just love that part of it because you feel at the end when you have this sweeping kind of panorama of all the things that he does and all the plans that he has for this castle um, Mm -hmm. that we later see in Charlie and the Child. Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory. We see all of that um kind of come to life in his head. And of course, it's got the sweeping kind of a newer version of uh pure imagination. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I you I it's probably no surprise I'm bawling my little eyes out. I'm like, this is the best movie ever. Phantom it's Berm. so good.
0: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, pure imagination is is pretty magical. Uh, When he starts to starts to sing it, there he's kind of walking a noodle through the streets, and it's it's doing like this overlay thing of this like drawing uh, that had happened earlier in the movie. It's it's really pretty. There's a bunch of really good kind of musical cues. Like, there's nothing like ever like specifically like like down to like the music from you know kind of that that first film. But there are a bunch of like musical cues that that remind you and kind of ground you in that. And those are just kind of fun for people that are familiar that do love that movie. I don't think. Um, you know, for, for younger kids and stuff who might be watching this for the first time. They don't really have any sort of impact there, but yeah, the, the version of pure imagination is really great. Uh, their, uh, way to end the film. And yeah, you get a little bit of a, a post-credit scene there with uh lofty coming in to show you basically what happened to everyone else. And everyone had a, uh, 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 really nice uh kind of reunion with the world and now that they're out from underneath of uh, Mrs scrubbit and of course we know uh what Willy Wonka is uh going to get up to uh going into the future so uh that's that's Wonka I uh, didn't didn't get into like super specifics on it so I, I would really like people take it out and you know see it and let us know what you think about it and what you think about you know kind of that first film or even the Tim Burton one but um Michaela just talking about the movie as a whole were there any things that you that you liked or didn't like or um the way it looked or sounded what, just kind of some general general thoughts on the film I guess
1: no i i don't think i have uh much in the way of criticism um there were a couple things that i didn't think worked as well as it could have i i they they i think you touched on it a little bit the kind of the noodle side Um, story arc, I think was really a a good lever. I don't know if it was executed as well as I would have wanted it to be. It definitely tugged at the heartstrings at the end. Um, Mm -hmm. I would have liked for it at the beginning of the story arc to have laid a little bit more groundwork um, because... He, you definitely care about the fact that she's there by herself, but it doesn't quite make sense that the mom would have left yeah. her. And I, I, they kind of gloss over that a little bit. And the visualizations are really beautiful because you see this streaming. Um, she, she, she goes to um, Slugworth and she's hands over her kid. And then he kind of throws a bunch of coins at her and she falls mm-hmm. to the ground. Yeah. I, I I I don't really remember what was being said but I remember that visualization. I think that could have they could have closed the loop a little bit better on that. Um but I I think that overall this was really solid. It's a great um prequel it to the story of Willy Wonka. I think it really did a great job of paying homage to the 1971 film um as a companion piece. I think that um it's it's definitely worth people's time. It's really well executed as a film and, mm-hmm. and as a standalone film as well. Right. If you've never seen the original Willy Wonka, you're going to still enjoy this for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you if you do look at it as a standalone film, I I think that it's excellent. I really, really enjoyed the film. Um now I don't know like if I'm trying to like bridge the gap between this film and Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory um you know the the Gene Wilder uh film that this is you know set before um I don't I don't know there's a there's a huge disconnect I guess still of uh this this Willy Wonka Timothy Chalamet's Willy Wonka who is uh very um you know Uh, an optimist and very much uh, have love in his heart even has a line where you know he's trusting and you know the kindness of strangers is how he how he gets around and lives his life and and that stuff is all beautiful but by the time we get to the you know the 1971 film uh, Willy Wonka is like this recluse figure um, who you know is definitely definitely not this definitely not the uh, Willy Wonka this portrayed here so uh, maybe that is to set up some sort of uh, kind of kind of middle chapter of this to bridge that gap a little bit Um, So, I had a little bit of a disconnect there between the two films. But Mm -hmm. that aside, I think that this film is excellent. It looks gorgeous um i i liked the musical aspect of it uh because we don't often think about it but that's you know the 1971 film is by all instances uh musical as well there are several musical numbers um in that one uh too so i liked that the acting was all excellent in this i loved kind of the banter between the like the chocolate heads right slugworth and Prodnose and fickle gruber that was that was really good and really well executed and yeah just just all around a, a really good time um in terms of a movie to watch and just a really uh, fun and interesting story, I thought. So definitely worth your time to go and check it out. And uh, a lot of people might be putting this off. Maybe this is like the Christmas day or like the Christmas week watch. You're getting together with the family and going to all go out and see Wonka. So uh, definitely um, go do that because it's a fun time.
1: Yeah, no, I agree completely. I think my son loved it. Um, It was heartwarming enough. I I think it really has a good balance of things that are entertaining for younger audiences as well as adults. Um, because some of the, some of the content is, is fairly adult, but uh, you know, round Dahl is famous for taking these really awful situations and adding them through the lens of uh, a childlike perspective and, and making it either more horrible or less horrible, depending on what the effect wants to be. And I think that that, uh is something that this film translates really well as well so definitely worth your time totally recommend i i, I out of a 10 i think i'd give this like a solid eight,
0: yep. eight and a yeah half very maybe. Good. yeah yeah i think i uh, gave this a, a four stars on my uh, letterbox to follow us on letterboxd i guess if you want to um yeah so definitely go check this one out it was a it was a fun one um it was something i was uh, kind of semi looking forward to and very happy that we decided to to watch it together and cover it for the podcast so let us know out there what you think about uh wonka or let us know if you've read the book charlie and the chocolate factory if Willy wonka and the chocolate factory is your jam or even if you like that uh that weird tim burton one uh let us know what you think about all that stuff and let us know if you make yourself a chocolate waterfall to have while you're watching it uh you can do that you can send us pictures you can give us feedback all that stuff on our social medias that's at to drink the movies on Instagram and X and Threads and Blue Sky and Facebook.com slash Drink the Movies. Uh, you can go to our website, www.drinkthemovies.com. That's where you're going to see pictures of our cocktails, episode recaps, recipes, all that good stuff is there. Um, and you can get the link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Uh That is where we post a lot of our bonus content, extra cocktail chats, uh, bonus episodes, all that stuff. And we appreciate our patrons very, very much. Um, Michaela, next week. We have come in. You know, we're at the end of the year. It's 2024 uh, next week. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to take a step back, reflect on the year that was 2023. So expect that uh, coming next week. And you want to make sure that you get subscribed to the podcast so you know when that comes out. Michaela, where can they do that?
1: You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Good Pods. You can find us anywhere where Spotify podcasts are supported and distributed, whatever you're listening to right now, there is a subscribe button. You can press it. I believe in you. I know you can do it. Um, If you're liking what you're hearing, please do subscribe. Uh, We do two drops a week and they're a lot of fun. And if you're really loving what you're hearing, you can tell your friends. You can do that a couple of ways. You can share all of our stuff on social media. We're all over that thing. Um, We have um, the ability, you have the ability to leave a five-star review. You have the ability to just tell a friend. Uh, We have lots and lots of ways for you to spread the Drink the Movies love, Drink the Music love. It really helps us get all this good Drink the Movies music cocktail goodness out there
0: that's right absolutely and speaking of uh, good stuff uh, coming out we had uh, just this uh, past Sunday we released our uh, drink the movies drink the music uh, special edition uh, uh, Christmas Eve episode so go back and listen to that the link for the playlist for that is in uh, the bio so definitely go check that out that was a lot of fun uh, to put together and it was our first time trying to incorporate like the actual music into so if you're listening on Spotify uh, do us a favor go check that out and let us know uh, how that turned out for everyone so uh, definitely appreciate it so hopefully you have a Safe and happy uh, new year, and we'll talk to you in 2024. So, thank you so much, and we'll catch you next time on Drink the Movies. Michaela's muted, so, Drink the Movies oh. uh, is what we're going <laughs> to catch <get> you
1: on. <laughs> let's do it again. Let's get get do it
0: again from the top. Next time on Drink, drink the, the movies. movies.
1: Come with me, and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Should have left you
0: on mute. Oh, just kidding. Oh, was, stop that it. Was, that was beautiful. It was, uh, uh, you're like, like, you're a chocolate waterfalls. It was like Michaela's tear waterfall when he started singing that last night. Oh, oh my Lord. God. It was,
1: uh, I needed to breathe. I couldn't breathe. I was crying so hard. Oh,
0: damn you, Timothy Chalamet. Oh,
1: you beautiful, beautiful actor. Uh oh.